get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! And welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday so far. Want to thank everybody. I know I keep repeating myself, but I do check my analytics every single day. If I'm just being honest, people, I would still do this podcast if nobody was listening. Would not be as fun, but it's making it all worth it when I see how everybody is listening. And I know it's because of you guys telling your friends word of mouth, telling your friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, neighbors, sharing it on social media. It's all because of you. And I will admit, a lot of it has to do with being on Tom and Dan last week. It was the first time that I was actually on their terrestrial show on Real Radio 104.1. And while I'm at it, I just want to say congratulations to Russ and the Monsters in the Morning on Real Radio 104.1 for once again making the Heavy 100 in Talkers Magazine. But I just want to congratulate Russ has got a really good team around him. One of the most amazing things about Russ, no matter who he has around him, he's able to just deal with it. He's able to keep his head down and get ratings with every single one of them. I mean, Black Bean and Savannah are still on the show right now. What I'm saying, it's a different cast, and he's able to do it day in and day out. And I just wanted to say congratulations to Russ, Carlos, Corey, Savannah, Ryan Holmes, Angel Rivera. I don't know the chick on the show, but hey, congratulations, chick. I don't know. But yes, they are still rocking it in the mornings. Man, that really sounded shock jock morning zoo type radio when I said they're rocking it in the mornings. Rip the knob off. Yeah, that type of stuff. I'm sorry. I digress. Make sure you check me out. The only problem I'm having with my downloads. Now, that's the thing with podcasts, people. Podcasts, people can listen anytime they want when it's convenient for them. So I completely understand people are not listening to podcasts on the weekends, but I'm looking. The most important thing I'm looking at is my weekly average. I'm not going to go in depth of what number I'm looking at, but I'm right on that crescendo, that area I want to be in. And it just seems like every time I get close, when the weekend rolls around, my numbers go down. And I don't want you to think they're horrible. I mean, they're good on the weekends, but they're nowhere near Monday through Friday. What do I got to do? Do I got to be a scammer? Do I got to split my shows up instead of doing like 45 minutes to an hour? I'll make sure I do an hour and do two 30 
30-minute shows on Saturday and two 30-minute shows on Sunday just to get my downloads up because that's where I'm at in my radio career. I spent 20 years of my life on regular radio, and I will be back. Don't count me out. And for you guys that are counting me out, you think I'm done. I'm a has-been. I'll never get back into radio. You guys, here, how about this? Fuck you. Yes, I should be further along in my radio career. You know what? I have the knowledge. I've made mistakes in my life. I was an alcoholic. I was on all those psychotropic drugs. Not in the right mind. I'm not making excuses. I don't think you guys realize how much I love radio, how much I fell in love with it. I had no intentions of ever being in radio. Right when I got out of high school, I had other plans, but I got an internship on the Ron and Fed show and I fucking fell in love with it. And that's all I want to do. But I'm doing this podcast because I'm taking time off during this pandemic to help my parents out because they're older. They're in their 70s. Both have underlying conditions. So this works out for the best. Plus, this podcast has made me fall back in love with radio. I've told you guys this before. You know, the the most enjoyable part is the journey when you're wanting to go for a career. When you first start, when you're learning out, you're hungry, you're hustling. That is the fun part. Now, it's great when you get to that area you want to be where you get full time and you're actually getting paid to do something you love. Yes, that's great as well, too. But this podcast has made me fall back in love with radio. So when I get back on terrestrial radio all these other motherfuckers look out but like i said i take radio personally i made a lot of enemies i burned and eviscerated a lot of bridges and i've mended most of them there's some of them i'm not even gonna try or attempt to mend but i made that mistake why do i want enemies why do i want to hate anybody in radio because that's limiting my area where I can go and work. And I don't want to do that. I need to just play ball. I need to stop being a dick, keep my head down and get back to my roots when I first started in radio and I'll be just fine. Now, when if I do get back on radio, guess what? I'm not giving up this podcast. I'm going to do this podcast until they pit me in the goddamn ground. But I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to get back in radio. This podcast is like a savings account. It is my backup plan. And I just want to keep doing it because it keeps me sharp, people. Maybe I'm just ranting for no reason. Maybe my average just comes out in the wash. Because people can listen to my show anytime on demand. Something I want to talk about, if you listen and you're a hardcore fan, you're part of the Bubba Army, especially if you listen to Bubba 199, I ended up calling in to Bubba's Twitch show. Bubba 199 is where he just comes in, mixes a whole bunch of music, kind of gets back to his disc jockey roots. He's talking shit like Bubba does. And I ended up calling the hotline and he picked up, took a big risk by calling in. It could have gone horribly wrong, but Bubba was cool as hell. 
I played it on my show a couple of days ago. He was very, very nice. But before we ended up getting off the phone after he he let me go, he said, Tuttle, love you. I promise I'll call you this weekend. I don't want you guys to think that I'm mad because I'm not. I've worked with Bubba on and off for the last 10 years. It would have been nice if Bubba would have called, but I didn't expect it. Don't take it as me taking a dig at Bubba or throwing shade at him. No, I'm not doing that. I just know Bubba. Bubba has ADHD. It's not that he did it on purpose. It's not like Bubba was like, fuck Tuttle, fuck him. I gave him a good position, fuck him. I ain't calling him. What I'm saying is, it would have been nice, but it was not expected. I guess somebody ended up calling in to the show today and asked if Bubba called. And whoever that was, thank you. Thank you so much for keeping my name out there, keeping my name relevant by calling in to a very popular radio show. So whoever you are that called in to ask if Bubba called me, Thank you. About Tuttle, did you talk to him this weekend since you talked to him on a one No, you know, I was. I said I was going to, and I got so busy yesterday with moped and and live on Facebook and, and stuff like that. So no, I didn't get a chance to talk to Tuttle, but I will. That was pretty cool that he called. Yeah, the one ninety nine was awesome, man. It was. It was great. So I don't want any of you guys to think or go back and tell Bubba that I was bashing him because I'm not. I knew this was going to happen, so it's not a big surprise to me. I've known the guy for a really, really long time. That's the thing about me. Even though I haven't made it that far, I take the opportunity to just suck in the knowledge of all the radio guys I've ever worked for, and I know how it works. I know the routine. Yes, other radio hosts, they're all different, but they have that common denominator that they all share. It was expected. I'm not mad. I'm not going to bother Bubba because that's the last thing you want to do is bother a radio host because they're busy. And Bubba's busier than most radio hosts because most radio hosts, they work for a company. Bubba is a different scenario. Bubba owns the company. Bubba has to worry about the sales, production. Bubba has his hands on everything. Most radio hosts that work for a radio company, they do their show. They have meetings, but when they go home, they don't have to worry about the bottom line. They need to just worry about the content between their time slot and make sure you get great ratings. You can't be mad at Bubba because he didn't call me. His weekends is the only time he has off, and it seemed like... Like he was busy this weekend. So Bubba will call me. He'll reach out to me whenever he feels like it and when it's convenient for him. Now, before I go to break, I want to play this last piece of audio. And I, this is another thing. You got to cover your ass in radio because most radio guys are standoffish. If you talk about them, if you're complimenting them, they say, oh, why the fuck are you talking to me? Fuck you. This is a radio war. No, that's not the case. Richard Longwood, Gary, he's got many, many names, which makes me very suspicious. He did live in Florida for a little while, and most people in Florida have aliases. But Gary, big supporter. He was a big supporter of mine. He liked what I did on the air. Hell, the dude bought a Tuttle shirt, and that's why I like him. Anybody that buys a shirt 
that I have. Listen, I'm like low man on the totem pole. I'm a cockroach. I'm a rat when it comes to the level of radio broadcasters. And if anybody buys one of my shirts, I'm going to love him until the end of time. But Gary, Richard Longwood sent out a tweet kind of pumping me up a little bit. He wore one of my shirts. Not only is he wearing one of my shirts, he ordered a pink one, which, you know, a man wearing a pink shirt is very confident. But I've been messing with him because all I see on Twitter and social media is him marking out to the new guy, Seth Cush. Seth Cush is like Buzz Lightyear, and I'm Woody. I am Woody from Toy Story, and Seth is Buzz Lightyear. He is the new shiny toy and everybody loves him. And I don't want you to think I'm downgrading what Seth does on the air. I'm a big fan of what Seth does. I remember Shark when I worked at The Bone, when I was a producer on the show, did I need to be told what to do? But Shark was like, hey, if you want to figure out what I want, just listen to Seth. Seth doesn't talk a lot on the morning show, but when he says something, it's poignant. It drives the conversation. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a listen. And back to what I said, I'm a sponge. I want to learn from everybody. And and I got to admit, Seth is an amazing producer. He's good at what he does, and he's doing a great job on Bubba's show. But I was just busting Richard Longwood's balls, and he posted this on Twitter today. Tuttle, you give me a lot of shit. Saying I'm all over Seth's dicks now and forgot about you, but dude. Well, listen, Gary, I know you bought a shirt and I appreciate that, but I never got this markout session that you give to Seth Cush. I'm just being honest. It doesn't bother me. I'm just calling it like I see it. I'm not driving around the fucking Jersey Shore with a pink Seth shirt on, am I? Nope. Driving around town with my pink Tuttle shirt on, buddy. Listen, Gary, don't get me wrong. I still love you, buddy. I'm just kind of ribbing you. And if you're a fan of the Bubba the Love Sponge show, you should be able to take a ribbing. And that's the only reason I did it. No hate towards you. No hate towards Seth. Just busting balls, buddy. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. I'm a hypocrite. I ask for sincerity and I lie. I denounce the system as I embrace it. I want money and power and prestige. I want ratings and success. I don't give a damn about you or the world. That's the truth. For this, I could say I'm sorry, but I won't. Now it's time for the Tuttle Daily Podcast intern. She uses the metric system, watches hockey, and if you're a dude and don't have a tattoo or anything pierced, don't even bother. It's Hannah. I 
I have a very special guest. Well, I don't know why you would say very special because she's a part of the team, but we have Hannah from Alberta, Canada. What's up, uh, Hannah? Not too much, just sitting here drinking my Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> yeah, now I, I saw you take a pull. Was that a nicotine vape or are you hitting off the uh, the old THC pen? Um, no, so my dad pen's actually in the living room. That one's like 98 proof or whatever, so oh. it, it messes me up quite a bit. So this is just nicotine. I can smoke it in my apartment, so. <laughs> now, now. I'm pretty sure you guys have higher quality marijuana products up there in, in Canada. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. This uh, this distillate, it's like a distillate cartridge about this big. I got yeah. it off of like a reserve. And actually, so on reserves, they can legally sell distillate. But outside of the reserves, you can't. Like you can't get anything like shatter based, I guess. Oh. Now, have you ever smoked, like, because I've worked with some people, and all they smoke, you, you get these snobs when it comes to marijuana. You got guys who are like, I'm not smoking flour. I'm not smoking any of the earth. They they stick strictly to basically wax. Uh, so, and I'm not talking about the stuff you're getting in the pen. Just like you, you said, chatter, that straight up type stuff. That's almost like a hundred percent THC. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually that way. So I don't like smoking <laughs> any flower. I don't like smoking the herbs. Like I'm basically like I'll just stick to my dad's and my shatter. I personally yeah. I think like weed, like the actual herb, like I think it fucks me up too much for some reason. So I don't touch it. Now, I uh, I thought we were gonna be speaking later, and I was working out. You know, because when you turn forty, you got this to look forward to coming to. But uh, you got to start working out. I know you just turned 21, but do you do any type of, of physical activity? Do you work out? Do you do anything like that? Or are you like, you know what? Because I, at your age, I was like, fuck it. I'm not doing any of the stuff. Do you do you try to do anything or are you just like, nah? Uh, no, I'm kind of just like, fuck it. Like the most workout I get is like lifting pizza to my face. And like, that's that's good enough for me. <laughs> but I mean, were, were you athletic? Did you play any sports in, in school or no? Um, In school, I did like cross country running and, you know, oh. all that crap. But like ever since I got out of school, I haven't really been too into it. I've kind of just like, done what I wanted to do. Okay. Now this is recorded. So if you, if you're not comfortable with this, but I, I think it might've been your boyfriend. He was like, you know, when the last week when we recorded, he, he shared it and he was like, check out my, my girl, you know, and I got to tell you, he, maybe, maybe I'm judging a book by its cover, but he looks a little hipper, hippish, like a, a little hipster guy, a little bit. But I mean, how would you describe him? Because I don't want to judge him. He seems like a very nice guy. He, he obviously cares about you and he's proud of you because he was like, you know, hey, check out Hannah's deal. I mean, that's kind of cool because it shows that He's proud of you. And also, just giving you a little bit of a hint, it's got to show you that he's committed to you and doesn't have any, like, side checks or anything because he's putting it out there on his social media. Hey, check out my girl. Um, yeah, so he's he's really supportive of me. He, he doesn't like to make fun of me. He's mostly just like, you know what, whatever you're going to do, I'm going to support you. But as far as he looks, like, yeah, he's, like, he's, a, he's a tattoo artist. So... Oh, he has he done any artwork on you? Has he done any artwork on you? 
Uh, yeah, he did like, so before I had just this piece and I had this inner piece here. So it was kind of fucked up because I like wanted a half sleeve here, but I had these like random spots in between my two pieces. So what he did is he just like put some nice like realistic orchids in here for me. And he did like, he did a bang up job. So now we're planning the rest of my sleeve and we're planning the other ones. So it, it's got its perks for sure. <laughs> I mean, no, but, you know, and listen, I, I know, like, when we had you on the 100th, I'm not trying to objectify you or, or sexualize you, but what I'm saying is, I know, like, for example, if I was a tattoo artist and I was dating somebody like you, great personality, very attractive, I would be like, hell yeah, man, I have something to offer and bring to this relationship. I can only imagine, like, you know, if you guys, well, God damn it, your dad's listening and, and I'm friends with him, so I don't want to say anything, but I'm saying, <laughs> hey, hey, can I give you a tattoo, Hannah? That is the ultimate foreplay, in my opinion. Like, hey, I've been, I've been thinking of this great artwork I can do for you. And, and I just think that would be like, hey, that would be the ultimate foreplay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. So I, I told him that, you know, eventually I wanted to try and be like a tattoo model. And I said, like, if you want to get your work out there, because like, I want to try and obviously eventually do it. I'm like, you just throw whatever you want on me. And I'll like, I'll advertise your work. I'm like, I, I like what he does. I like his ideas. So I'm like, you just tap me up wherever you want to tap me up and you can do whatever. See, now I was going to ask that. Do you trust him enough? I mean, that is a good test of a relationship. If and you already answered it because you know, and that's why I like you, Hannah. That's why me and you work so well together is that you knew where I was going with this. And I was going to ask, is the relationship so good? Do you trust him so much? If he said, Hey, I have an idea for you, but he's not going to tell you. He says, just let me do it on you uh, with the tattoo. Would you trust him enough? Or are you are you trusting enough with his ability and his style that you'd be like, okay, as long as it wasn't something too big, you know, maybe just like something, you know, small in an area, would you just let him do it without telling you what it was going to be? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like for, for my other arm, he wants to try and do a whole like neo-traditional sleeve. And I'm not super big into neo-traditional, but I'm like, you know what, I'm open to the idea. Just don't make it super manly and make it more girly and, and we'll be fine. I kind of just let him do what he wants to do and I completely trust it. Now, you're in, the, you're in the tattooing. Now, I don't know exactly what it's called, but I've always heard of like that, tri not, I'm not talking, when I say tribal, I'm not talking about the, the ring they put around your arm and stuff. I'm talking like what the tribes would do where they kind of like stamp you, you know, where they do that, like they got like a little hammer and they're hitting it and they mm -hmm. do that type of stuff. If, I mean, would you ever be down to do something like that? Because I know that's like, if I was in the tattoos, it would, it would seem like an experience, you know, to be able to get some of the old style type stuff done. Uh, yeah. So I've heard like, you can go like, I've heard like in Thailand, you can go to places and they'll actually like pick a specific tattoo for you. And like, based on like kind of the vibe that you give them. Um, so they won't tell you what it is and they'll do it. But I've heard that like it really freaking hurts. 
So I'd have to pick a place that wasn't really going to hurt. I, I would definitely do it just for the experience. But if it's something I'm not going to like, then it's kind of just like, well, you know, what if I what if I give them bad vibes and they put me like to put a fucking devil on my leg? Like, you know? <laughs> now, uh, tell me about your weekend. What were you up to this weekend? Anything fun or did, were you just chilling? Um, so this weekend, I basically, I've been nonstop trying to work on my Jeep. Now, all right. Did the new boyfriend wreck on this, wreck this one? Or, like, what's going on with that? Uh, no, so the new boyfriend actually helped me get this Jeep because, you know, my car is really just not doing it for me. I've always owned a 4x4 vehicle. Uh, so he helped me get this Jeep, and he's helping me fix it. Um, so basically, it's all fixed. We're just trying to figure out some wiring issues, and obviously, like, that's going to be a bitch. It's taken a couple days to try and figure it out. Okay, I gotta ask this, okay? Now, this is gonna be, you know what? I I believe in equal rights between men and women. So I'm not gonna look at it as a bad thing. I bet you could do more car maintenance than I would ever be able to do. Like, the manliest thing I've ever done on a car, all right, no, let me, let, I've done, I know how to do two things, basic stuff I can do, but I've changed the oil. And I put on new brakes, but that's the most I've ever done. What is the most, not not extreme, but the most advanced thing you've ever done to work on a car? Um, oh God, most advanced thing. I, I mean, brakes and oil. oil isn't that bad, so you could beat me pretty easily. Yeah, so with my Jeep, like, I've tried to change the DLM. Um, I've tried to change the Wait, PC. that's how much better you are than me? I don't even know what CLM is. So please go into detail because I feel like a complete pussy right now that I don't even know what the hell that is. Okay. So right now what is going on with my Jeep is like my headlights aren't coming on and no one has had this problem before. So it said that my high beams are stuck on. So I'm trying to figure out different wiring and shit. So I've tried a DLM as a daylight uh, or yeah, DLM, daylight monitor. Um, yeah. So it basically runs your headlights and how they're going to work and how it comes up on your dash. And then the PCM is basically like, it's like this huge silver box. And it actually is like the brain of like, it, it works your headlights, it works your windshield wipers, it, it helps electronic, like it's basically a whole electronic thing. So it helps actually run your vehicle as well. Um, now, so I'm trying to change those out. I had to try and figure out how to put the sway bars back into place because they were disconnected. Um, oh, you, beat me. Had, you beat me all day. I had to help um, my boyfriend's dad. Well, I kind of helped um, do, so the AC clutch was actually broken. It was like completely seized. So we had to try and like replace a bearing in it, but all the bearings, like they, they discontinued them obviously because this Jeep is a 98. So they discontinued this bearing. So we were having to run around and try and find a bearing. And it's just, it's been a shit show with this whole fucking thing. <laughs> now, now up in Canada, I know some, I know in Florida, you don't have to have your car like checked out. Like in California, you got to get your car checked out. It has to be stamped and approved to be roadworthy. Do you guys have stuff like that up in Canada? Like, do you guys got to get your vehicles inspected to um, be able to just, drive them? It basically just depends how old your vehicle is and it depends what insurance you go through. 
So if I were to go, because I got an insurance where I didn't need an inspection on it, because like to get an inspection done, it basically needs to be completely stocked and everything needs to run absolutely perfect. And obviously my Jeep's not and stocked. You got a got lot of side stuff, right? You got um, lift kits, you got lift kits, you got wheels, you know, you got a lot of aftermarket parts probably on your stuff. Yeah, so I have a lot of aftermarket parts. So I tend to go with insurance companies that are just gonna let me slide and they're not gonna ask for an inspection, but usually if it's older than 2005, they ask for an inspection, and that's when you have to actually go and like make sure that everything's perfect with your vehicle. All right, I gotta ask this, because you like, you know, it seems like you like the trucks that you can go off-roading, okay? What's the biggest lift you've ever had on one of your vehicles, and what is the biggest set of tires you've ever had on a car you've driven? Um. So I think the biggest lift I ever had was on my last Jeep Cherokee XJ that I owned. And that, I believe, was a six-inch lift. And those tires were 38. Oh, man. You want to know the best truck? My dad had this old... We, we did a lot of hunting. We did a lot of dog hunting. You know, living in Florida, as much as it rains, you got to have a good truck because there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of mud and stuff and my dad when i when i got to the age right when i was about to drive me and my friend we would go and we'd go mudding he had this old chevy it was probably an uh, like a 63 64 had no lift on it so but he had 40 inch super swampers on them okay but we didn't have a lift on it so you you couldn't make tight turns because if you made too tight of a turn it was gonna like rub on the fender wheel but that was one of the funnest trucks that i've ever uh, ever driven oh and that's the other thing it was so old you know a lot of these new trucks you can set the full wheel drive without it was one of those trucks where you had to get out have you ever driven one of those where you had to lock the hubs you know because yeah, I'm yeah. yeah we had that so we would always go in but there were some times we didn't have it set when we had to get out go crawling through the mud and dig it out because by the time you needed it you might have been about halfway in so you had to get to the hub to lock it before you you could get out of it that's probably a bitch honestly like you're already stuck in the mud and then then you got to get out in the mud you got to lock it and hopefully you'll fucking get out <laughs> And, and you know, and this is the thing about, you know, you're, you're up in Canada, but we've already talked about this. You guys kind of have rednecks up there. But what I've noticed here in Florida, everybody thinks rednecks are dumb. But I got to tell you, if you got a bunch of you and your friends that you do get stuck, some of the engineering that rednecks or, you know, maybe white trash or hillbillies, whatever you want to call them, they will figure out a way to get that goddamn car unstuck. Like, it, it would be like, hey, there's a little pine tree, but that pine tree is not thick enough. So maybe we can hammer something in the ground, fasten it there, come along, get out of the mud, or hey, uh, let's cut down some trees, put it underneath the tires so you can get a little bit of traction. But I, our type of people are very resourceful, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're definitely pretty resourceful. I mean, people who always go out in the mud always have, like, a, a second little plan in their head just in case you know a winch isn't gonna work or or something snaps or something like that so people get like super into it really intuitive like oh let's do this to figure out how we do this i've definitely been in those situations before where like my shit 
just stopped fucking working. So I had to actually use my brain to do something like that. Or if something breaks in the middle of nowhere, it seems like those more redneck kind of people know how to fix it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, you know what I want to do is that, have you ever watched that show, um, Truck Night in America, that, that airs in the USA? I don't know if it airs up in Canada, but everybody gets to bring their personal, like, homemade truck from home. And they, they do, like, they have three competitions, and then the final two people left standing get to run through their obstacle course. You would be perfect. We, we need to do a video that we can send to them because if we could get you on that show, it would be absolutely perfect for uh, for this podcast. I mean, it would be great for you, but I, I would love to get the publicity. So if we could shoot something and send it to them, I think they would take you in a heartbeat on that show. Attractive girl, young, tattoos, knows how to work on cars and stuff. I think you would be absolutely perfect for that TV show. Um, yeah, like I could definitely, obviously I gotta, I gotta fix my Jeep before I can take it out and wreck it and try and fix it again. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as I get it going, I'm not even going to wash it. I'm going to put it right through the mud. So I can definitely take a couple videos and we can post something up if you feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's definitely do that. So, uh, what, what's your week looking like so far? Like, what do you got to do for the rest of the week? Any big plans? Um, no, for the rest of the week, basically just like really try and get this fucking Jeep thing going and. And I have school uh, basically all week. And then for some reason, I decided I was going to buy a hedgehog. So I'm going to go pick up a hedgehog like two hours away. <laughs> all right, Anna. Well, I really appreciate the conversation. I think, you know, last week was great. This week was even better. And I feel like you're getting way more comfortable. You're able to blow back and forth. And I just want to commend you and thank you for for being a part of the show oh well thank you so much like i like i said last time i really appreciate you having me on here and giving me the chance like it's a it's a pretty kick-ass opportunity so i, I love to just talk with you like i could talk with you for fucking hours <laughs> well well how can people check you out if they want to see you um so right now i have a twitter account and it's at from hannah h-a-n-n-a-h and then my instagram account is at underscore hannah from canada underscore well thank you hannah i will talk to you next week have a good one perfect thank you so much we'll talk to you later questions comments concerns compliments or do you just want to tell tuttle to fuck off in any event contact tuttle tuttle at gmail.com it's uh tuttle with two d's dumbass tuttle's daily podcast is brought to you by stitchyouup.com for your embroidery screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery. You're worthless! You're less than nothing! What's keeping you here? You don't belong here! Why don't you just quit?
guys last segment wanted to talk a little bit about something and i know charlie did not mean it in a bad way i know charlie alamo did not it was not a dig from him but he, he was talking about how i looked like some boy band guy and now since i've been doing these zooms i did one today with hannah obviously it'll be up on my youtube channel tuttletv.com that's tuttle with two d's t-u-d-d-l-e tv.com and while you're there make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button it's gonna alert you anytime i put up any new content or go live on my channel don't worry if you miss a live stream it automatically gets uploaded to my channel but once again if you're subscribed you'll know when it goes live so let me let me get back to what i was saying i've been doing these zoom feeds and i i did one with hannah and i finally saw it now i don't know if you know this for the past two years well hell wouldn't be the last two years because i've almost been gone for a whole year but what i'm saying while i lived with colton i kept my hair short because colton insisted on me getting a fade i've never had a fade before now if you don't know this about colton he gets his hair cut at mostly black people's house which i have no problem with that that's not the problem i just never had a fade at one point if i showed you my license i look like a messed out white trash jesus but what I'm saying is I've been keeping my hair short because I've been getting fades through many, many different places that Colton would take me to. There's one place we went to the first time I got my hair cut. The barber would have to stop every so often because random people would be knocking on the back door and they would, he would hand the people that were knocking something and the people that were knocking would hand something back. That's all I'm saying, people. I probably think it might have been a trap house, but who knows? The guy gave a goddamn good haircut. Now, we moved on to Colton's friend, Bezo. Now, I gotta tell you, Bezo might be one of my favorite people that I've met since I've been in Tampa. The guy is cool as fuck. Do you want to know what he does? He films in videos, edits, and produces music video for local hip-hop artists. First time I walked into Bezo's house, he took me into his studio to show me his audio equipment because I'm an audio geek and I do a little bit of video editing and he showed me his setup, all Apple stuff. But I looked over to the right and there was this big plastic tote filled to the brim with $100 bills. Now, when I say $100 bills, they weren't real, but goddamn. That that was the realest looking money. Hell, the money looked so real. I actually opened up my wallet, looked at the money that was in there. And the shit that was in the plastic tote looked more real than the stuff that was in my wallet. But it's all prop money. I don't understand how they get away with that. But they use it to show off, to stunt in the hip hop videos. And that's why he has it. That's why he has it. But Bezo, by far best haircut 
I've ever gotten from anybody in my whole entire life. And you, you know what's great? When you get your hair cut, you want to know what makes the experience better than anything? What is above all the other guys? I can sit there and have a conversation with Bezo, and Bezo will chit-chat with you all day, and it's great content. The guy knows what he's talking about. He is smart as hell, and he's just an interesting dude. So, Bezo, I'm going to send you this. I want you to hear it. I'm not trying to get some free haircut off of you. I'm just, I'm trying to give your props, man. The reason I'm talking about hair is that since I've not been over there to get my haircut, my haircut is long now. So in true stereotypical white guy fashion, since my hair is growing out and I'm weird as fuck and I just can't have a normal hairstyle, I went with the faux hawk. Yes, the faux hawk, the go-to haircut of all Caucasians. And I went there. I fed into the motherfucking stereotype. And guess what? I don't care. I know it makes me look like a douche. But do you think I give a damn? After all the dumb shit that I've done through my radio career, hell, this faux hawk is almost like a bit. I'm wearing it because I know it bothers you guys. So technically, I just spun it to make my douche haircut into a bit just as a comedy scene. So yes, I think of all the angles, people. I know I'm just doing a podcast, but that's why my numbers have grown way quicker than any of these startup podcasts. And I will be back on regular radio and you'll be able to hear this dog shit that comes out of my mouth even more. I want to thank everybody that's been downloading the show, the people that's been sharing it, all of my supporters. I seriously, I'm not just saying I love you. I love you. Any of you guys, if you want my contact, just email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. If you need something, that is how confident, how much I love you. I hate helping people move, but I'm almost to the point. I'm scraping the barrel and I'm not saying, oh, you're getting my pity stuff. No, I'm just to the point where I will service any of you guys, no matter how you need it. Tuttle at gmail.com. That's how much I appreciate. Hope you guys are having a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents show voiceover services brought to you by JC voiceover services.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio comments, concerns. You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick. Go to Tuttle at gmail.com to follow all of Tuttle's social media. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
Terry, fuck going on?